Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. And this morning, uh, we're going to look at the subject, what the Bible says about epidemics. But before we get in there, let me just talk about a couple of other things. Uh, Pastor Yasmin talked about finances and offering. Uh, obviously, the neighborhood church still needs uh, the regular support of, of our church family. If you're a guest, this isn't for you, but our regular church family uh, please continue to support us. Church is not like it was two weeks ago, but we're still doing church. We're still doing ministry. We're engaged all week in all kinds of different things, and uh, we just need your support to be able to continue to do that. Uh, Pastor Don and I have started uh, a daily devotional that we're putting on uh, the website at uh, the Neighborhood Church Facebook opportunities at 9 a.m. every day, strength for the day, every day Monday to Saturday. Uh, we're getting up to about 500 a day listening into that. Uh, so just trying to stay connected and trying to be a blessing as much as we can. So the neighborhood church is still being the church, even though we're not getting together in our buildings. So uh, thank you. Let's pray. Let's ask God to speak to us as we look into his word. Father, um, I can talk here. I can say some stuff. But what everybody really needs right now is for your Holy Spirit to speak to them. So I ask, Lord, that while my voice may, being, may be being heard, that ultimately we would be hearing you speak to us. So come, Holy Spirit, we pray, and make this a very special time. Be honored and glorified in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Well... I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a nurse. So I look at this pandemic, the COVID-19 situation we're all being affected by differently than the medical profession. I'm taking the need for uh, keeping distance and and washing my hands over and over and over again seriously. And I respect what's being said there. But my job is that of a spiritual leader. And so my response to what is going on needs to be a response that a spiritual leader uh, would be providing. That's my job. I'm called to give spiritual leadership. Those who work in the hands-on medical profession, that's their calling, and they do it well, and we honor everybody who's serving that way. But I have to do what God has uh, asked me to do. And so the starting point for me in that is, is we need to, I need to hear, and then I need to make sure you're all hearing what the Spirit wants us to be hearing. There's a phrase in the Bible that shows up over and over again. He who has an ear, uh, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And so we need to hear in this time of 
obvious uh, difficulty, uh, disaster really in many countries, uh, what God wants to be saying. So how do you do that? Well, you look at what's happening in the world and then you come and see what the Bible has to say about it. So for the Christian, our worldview is a word view. Our worldview is a word view. And so I just want to talk today to all of us about what the Bible says uh, about uh, this pandemic. We're in the middle of this epidemic. And we can't look at this present situation in isolation. At least I don't think we should be. I want to take you back to November of 2019 when a dozen or so uh, fires broke out in the the state of South Wales in Australia. And by the beginning of 2020, uh, there were fires in every state in that land. One billion, you heard that right, one billion, not one million, one billion animals lost lost their lives in that fire. was devastation on the continent of Australia. And then we haven't heard much about this because we've been so caught up with COVID stuff in Canada, but East Africa and Kenya in particular is in the middle of an infestation of locusts, millions of them right now. East Africa hasn't seen anything like this for about 70 years. And then the, the whole world is being impacted by uh, the coronavirus. Uh, as of uh, the middle of this week, late middle of this week, over 20,000 people had died from it around the world. Uh, projection, projected rate that it'll continue at the rate of at least 2,000 uh, people a day, we're in the middle of some really, really difficult and challenging times. So he that has an ear, he that has an ear needs to figure out what God is trying to say uh, to us through this. I'm not a doctor. My job is to provide spiritual leadership here. What is the spirit saying to us uh, in this time. So the word plague, P-L-A-G-U-E, is in Scripture 100 times. This thing we are going through uh, is not new. It's not abnormal. I saw a picture this week of a plaque in the city of Kelowna that says in 1921, dated in 1921, that as a result of the Spanish influenza, the Spanish flu, that people were uh, ordered to stay in their houses and ordered to keep uh, distance from this. This isn't a new thing. It, it happens in history uh, quite regularly. Uh, plagues. But Jesus had this to say, and and... I want to read it to you uh, from the Gospel of Luke. And if you've got your phones with you or if you've got a Bible near you, I'd invite you to find your Bible and, and read it with me. Luke chapter 21. 
and verse number seven, they questioned him. They questioned Jesus saying, teacher, when therefore will these things happen? Jesus had just mentioned that there was a time coming when everything was going to be falling apart. And uh, they said, what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And Jesus answered, see to it that you're not misled. See to it that you're not misled. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time is near. Don't go after them. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified. Uh, Fear really never accomplishes anything. But when you hear those things, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end does not follow immediately. Then he continued by saying this. I'm in verse 10 of Luke 21 now. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes and in various places plagues and famines. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. 21.11, let me just read that again. There will be great earthquakes and in various places plagues. Now, that's the New International Standard Version. Uh, Let me read uh, that verse to you off of one of these cards. Here it is, out of the Passion Translation. Luke 21, verse 11, the Passion Translation. There will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportion, resulting in famines in one place after another. There will be horrible plagues and epidemics. Huh. This is how the Passion translates it. Passion translation translates it. There will be horrible plagues and epidemics. Cataclysmic storms on the earth. Astonishing signs and cosmic disturbances in the heavens. So New American Standard Version, a fairly traditional version, uses the word plagues. Passion Translation talks about epidemics. The Amplified Classic Version in Luke 21 and verse 11 says there will be plagues, and then it defines it. Malignant and contagious or infectious epidemic diseases which are deadly and devastating. We are living in deadly, devastating period of history. What is a plague? A malignant and contagious or infectious epidemic disease which is deadly and devastating. So what does the Bible say about uh, epidemics? Well, they say they're going to be a part of the time which is the end. He that has ears... Let him hear what the Spirit is trying to say to the world and what the Spirit is trying to say uh, to us as believers. So Psalm 91 and uh, verse number 3, and we spent a lot of time in Psalm 91, a number of us in our daily devotional prayer times, uh, gives this promise to us. Psalm 91 and verse 3. 
The Lord will keep you safe from secret traps and deadly diseases. Now, most versions use the word plagues or pestilences, but contemporary English version, the Lord will keep you safe from deadly diseases. About a year and a half ago, I ordered uh, the first the First Testament, which was a new translation of the Old Testament. They've titled it the First Testament, regarded as an outstanding scholarly work. And uh, so I picked my Bible up. It's on the top of my bookshelf in, in our bedroom. And I read Psalm 91, 2, and 3 out of the First Testament. And this is how it's translated. I say of Yahweh, my shelter, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust, because he's the one who will rescue you from the hunter's trap, from the malicious epidemic. This idea of epidemics is not foreign to Scripture. And uh, the Bible tells us when it's going to happen, when it's going to really become prominent, and it tells us what our response as believers should be to it. We should not fear. So having said all of that, the question that then comes up, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. Why is this happening? Why is our world finding itself so turned upside down? Why is everything so fragile right now? Why is what has been normal and ordinary and common and stable now so unpredictable. Why is this happening? Well, our worldview, if you're a Christian, our worldview is a word view. Our worldview is a word view. I love the national, love the news, but I don't determine my worldview from the world. I determine my view based on a word view. So, Why have plagues, pestilences, epidemics happened down through history? Well, the first reason that these things happen is to deal with the hardness of our hearts. To deal with the hardness of our hearts. Uh, Bob talked about a hard stake and how it just can't let anything permeate it. And sometimes our hearts are, are hardened and and God needs to somehow come and, and wake us up. So these things happen because of the hardness of our heart. And Exodus records the story of, of some plagues. And one of them was, Exodus chapter 9, a plague where the cattle uh, got destroyed. Verse number 3 of Exodus 9, the hand of the Lord will come with a very severe pestilence on your livestock, which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds, and on the flocks. So there's a pestilence coming here. There's a plague coming here. Um, Exodus 9 and verse 4, 
but the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt so that nothing will die of all that belongs to the sons of Israel. Friends, we need to be believing for God's protection. God is our refuge. God is our, the one who sets a solid city wall protection around his believers. We need to be living this with that kind of faith. And number seven, though, of that story of the cattle and everything Moses has said about the cattle dying, uh, Pharaoh was sent, Exodus 9, verse 7, and behold, there was not even one of the livestock of Israel dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he wouldn't let the people, the Hebrew people, free. These things have a way of revealing the condition of our hearts. And they're sent to reveal to us that our hearts are hard. And we need to ask God to, to begin to soften our hearts in the midst of, of this, in the midst of this time. The second reason that uh, we read about uh, plagues and epidemics in Scripture is uh, why it happens is it's a consequence of disobedience and idolatry. So imagine Moses. Moses is the leader of uh, the Hebrew nation. And God asks him to go up to the top of a mountain and pray. And he goes up there and he prays and he fasts for 40 days and, and 40 nights. And God gives him a revelation of himself. And God gives what we know as the Ten Commandments to him. And he comes down from the mountain and what... Uh, has Israel done? They have built a cow out of gold and they're worshiping a cow. Their leader is on the top of the mountain crying out for the presence of God and the moving of God's spirit. And the people are fiddling around in the valley making a golden calf to worship. And what was the result of that? Exodus 32, verse 35. The Lord sent a plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf. Aaron had made New Living Translation. God sent a plague because of their disobedience and because of their idolatry. Friends, I love Canada. Those of us who've been born in Canada have really won the lottery. This is a great nation, but it's not the nation we were 60 or 70 years ago. 60 or 70 years ago, when our governments and our leaders were making legislation, they were filtering everything through a perspective of, is this right, is this righteous, is this proper, is this holy, would God be pleased with this? What does the church think? And that kind of thinking isn't taking place anymore. We've run from God and we're just worried about what do the people want to happen? And we've made uh, self-worship our God. It's become our golden calf. And God comes because he loves us and he sends warnings to us to help us return to him. And the third reason why something like this happens is so people will know that the Lord is Lord. So people will know that the Lord is Lord. Exodus chapter 8, 
and now I'm reading out of I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version talking again this is Moses talking to Pharaoh the leader of Egypt if you do not let my people go I will send swarms of insects on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses and the houses of the Egyptians will be full of swarms of insects and also on the ground on which they dwell but on the day on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen he's setting apart where the Hebrew people lived I'll set apart the land of Goshen where my people are living so that no swarms of insects will be there in order that you may know that I the Lord am in the midst of the land. God does these things so our hearts will be turned back to him, so we'll get a revelation of God, so there'll be a new fresh panting in our hearts for his purposes, his will, his way, his desires. It says in verse 23, I'll put a division between my people and your people, and tomorrow this sign will occur. So God does this stuff, so we will know that God is God. The Lord is the all-powerful one. God is the God most high. And we need to run to him and put ourselves as individuals, as church attenders, as Christians, and as a nation back under his hands. So let me conclude. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, God promises protection for us. God promises protection for us. Uh, Psalm chapter 91, 5 to 7. You'll not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that stalks in darkness, destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not approach you. What a promise. That's what God's word says. And, and we need to live in that and not have a worldview, but have a word view. But we also need to recognize that this is not a promise that does not have a condition. And you go to the end of the chapter, and Psalm 91 is for people who love him and people who know his name. Not people who love going to church, not people who love the music at church, not people who love the opportunity that a church provides them to use their gifts and abilities, be good volunteers. This protection is for people who love him. That's the condition. We need to examine our hearts and ask, do we really, really love him? Do we really, really love him? Deuteronomy uh, 28, 58 and 59 has, has a couple of solemn verses here for us. If you're not careful to observe all the words of this law, which are written in this book, to fear this honored and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord your God will bring extraordinary plagues on you and even on your descendants, even severe and lasting plagues, miserable and chronic sicknesses. <laughs> Why? Why do these things happen? Because we're not careful. We're not careful to observe the words of his law. And then we go to that very familiar portion of Scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 6 is kind of the introduction to it. Verse 28. 
There's a famine in the land, there's pestilence, there's blight, mildew, there's locusts, grasshoppers everywhere, enemies are besieging the land. Whatever plague or whatever sickness there is seems to be around. So it's not a pleasant time. And what's the prophetic word that comes out of it? You've got to go to the next chapter, chapter 7, verse 14, Second Chronicles. And my people who are called by my name need to humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And then I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is up to right now. And may God help us as his people and his kids to respond in a way that is honoring to him and is really a word view. So if you're here, listening, and you, you say, man, I, I really, I got a hard heart. I haven't been living where I should be. I've never been a follower of Jesus. I need to get there quick. Or maybe you're here and you say, I, I remember Bob's story earlier in the service and, and I, I kind of made the decision, but I haven't been all in. Uh, we want to help you with that. We really do. This is the most important decision we all need to be making. And this passionate return to God. Christians and those who d yet don't know God is so essential at this time if our nation and our land is going to be healed, just text us, 306-230-7169. Friends, we've had church, and the really important thing for us is to go out of here and be the church. I really think being the church right now would maybe challenge all of us in our cars, our offices, our homes, our living rooms, wherever we are, to just stop whatever we thought we needed to do and maybe even get on our knees, but just stay put and spend a few minutes in prayer and ask God to heal our hearts and ask God to heal our land. Thank you for joining us. Share this uh, service with others online, but let me pray with you as we uh, move forward. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for everyone who's been able to take time to listen in and worship with us and hear Bob's story and hear uh, what the Bible says about epidemics. I pray, Lord, that you would call us to this place of softness before you, this place of returning to you being the primary desire and passion of our lives and hearts and where we're not there Lord would you help us even now to just take a few moments and talk to you about it and ask you to change our hearts ask all these things in Jesus wonderful name amen God bless you have a good week join us throughout the week on a number of different platforms and hope to see you next weekend again We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. 
If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.